Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. Well, let's get started then. This is cool. Yeah, um, crank it up. Heck yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast. I am so, so happy to have Dan here, to have Katie here, to have the puppy here that I don't remember the name. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, John. We're excited to be here. So, uh, yep, uh, puppy's name is Kimora. Yeah, so it's Dan, Kim Katie, and Kimora. Kimora. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Of course. Any, what's the Kimora? I never heard that name before. Yeah, cool name, right? So uh, we we uh, we got the dog a couple of years ago, and we had just started our our jujitsu journey. So it's a uh, it's a hobby that Katie and I you know share. And and when we were starting, and uh, when we get this this pup, we were like, what are we going to name it, right? And we were looking at all kinds of cool names. And uh, in jujitsu, there's a uh, you know kind of a control hold and a manipulation of the wrist. It's like an arm lock, and it's called Kimura. And uh, I I just always liked that move, and I, I like the the name itself. So that, that's how we came up with the, with the name for the pups. Very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Very, I like yeah. that you have that uh, hobby together. Yeah, it, it's awesome, man. It, it, it's something we enjoy a lot. Fitness and self-defense. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, wow. You have, uh, you have not been investing for a tremendous amount of time. And in that short amount of time, we'll talk a little bit more about your his, history or background, but in that short amount of time, um, I'm curious, how long have you been investing in mobiles or we've been working together? And then what has been the most profitable deal? What's been the least profitable deal? Just like numbers wise, like just out of, yeah. just for this. Yeah, absolutely. Set, set the table. So, uh, you know, we've been investing together with you as a team uh, just a little over a year. We started March 1st in 2021. Um, you know, during the pandemic, we were looking, we were looking to start our investing journey and, and we started in single family homes. That's, that's where our, our target was originally. Uh, and then when, when we started getting into it, we realized, wow, this is such a saturated space, right? And uh, it, it was difficult to break into. So at that point, we were looking for other, other options and we found mobile homes and, and mobile home investing. And, and we've been uh, just loving it ever since. So uh, we've been doing it for a little over a year. Um, and the, probably the most profitable uh, deal that we've had so far was was our first deal um we bought a double wide for i think around six thousand dollars and then we ended up uh, putting maybe four four thousand into it so we were into it for about ten or eleven thousand total uh and then we sold it on payments for 43.5 so it was uh for our first deal that, that was just a just a, a home run for us we were really excited yes that's what and now that, you sold that on payments on payments, uh, yes, sir. We'll come back to that one. That was a very good one, uh, a not so good one, or the like. I guess the on the low side. Yeah, yeah. The less than ideal one uh, that we had was was our second property. So you know, we were we were coming off that first property just uh, with a lot of momentum and, and a lot of excitement, and then we we purchased a second home, uh, a single wide, uh, for fifteen hundred dollars. So we were like, wow, we 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 were thinking we could fix it up, market it for twenty twenty five. That's what comps were going for. Uh, and then we ended up, we, we did that. It took a little longer to fix up than we anticipated. So there was some, some extra holding costs there, um, some kind of frustration there. But once we did, we ended up uh, selling it for 15, nine 
for a cash deal. So not as much of a profit there, uh, but we still made out okay. Uh, but that, that 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 was our least, you know, our, our least uh, profitable sale so far. What do you think you walked away with on that one? I think we were probably close, close to $5,000. I think we walked away on that one. Yeah, it was just... Uh, you know, less than ideal, but, but still profit. So we, we were ultimately just happy to get rid of it. Um, kind of funny story with that property. You know, when we, <laughs> a female called me and said, Hey, I want to sell my, my home. And, uh, you know, you want to come take a look at it. So she said, yeah, absolutely. Took a ride over. And, uh, and she ended up answering the door in lingerie. <laughs> and uh, I, I uh, you know, it was funny. It was, you know, my, my second property, I had no idea what to expect. And uh, I had just, uh, I had just got engaged with, with my wife now, Katie. So uh, at first I thought I was being, you know, I thought I was being uh, tricked. I thought maybe my groomsmen, you know, set this whole thing up <laughs> because, uh, you know, I've been telling everyone about how, how, how much fun this is and, and how well the first deal went. So uh, my radar was up, it was pinging. I was like, Oh man, where, where's my best man. He's going to jump out of here out of a cake or something. But uh you know, there was uh, there was no cake, but uh, but there was a uh, you know a half naked lady showing me her home, which was which is kind of awkward. And, yeah. uh, and and you did close on that one, uh, okay. And then it took a uh, a while to fix. And we'll talk more about maybe both of those. And I know there's been others since. And you sold for payments. You've sold for cash. Um, I'd like to hear from both of you, uh, Katie. I'm sorry, I've been not ignoring you on purpose. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. What do you like? And maybe Katie, you can start this. What's been, what's something that you really like about this business or something that you hate about this business um, or dislike, I guess, extremely or something that, yeah, just put you both on the spot. Well, um, you know, selling the properties would probably be the highlight. <laughs> um, no, and there, there's a lot of surprisingly wonderful things that have come out of the last year in the mobile home industry. Um, a lot of challenges, um, you know, Dan and I were talking about earlier and what a difference, um, you feel like you're making in the community with people that can't afford those single family houses and giving them this opportunity to, um, afford something, uh, own it. And they get really excited to uh, have the keys to their first home or to finally get into a home of their own. And, um, and we've made um, a lot of connections with people in the communities and been able to help each other out. And it's just opened up a whole new door. So um, a lot of good things have definitely stood out over the past year. Yeah, yeah, I think I would second that, John. I think we've made some some great relationships with local folks in the community, uh, you know, helping sellers, helping buyers, um, and then there's some on the not so good side, right? There's there's been some uh, definite roadblocks and challenges that we've experienced through this process through this year, and uh, you know, COVID hasn't helped. So start starting a business in the middle of a, a pandemic was uh, was very challenging, and there was some inherent challenges with that uh, in itself. Uh, like finding contractors or the cost of supplies or, or things like that. So we've kind of had to navigate through those challenges together as a team. Um, but then, you know, when we, when we finally do make sales or when, uh, when we meet folks in the community that when you sell a house to someone that that's in need, 
you know, it, it, it's such a good feeling. And when, you know, when you see their kids in, in, in the property and they're, and they're running around saying, oh, I want this bedroom and they're, they're fighting over bedrooms, you know, because they've been staying in a, in a hotel for the past six months. It's, it's truly just inspirational. So we've had, uh, we've had some great experiences and we've had some roadblocks. So it's just been a, uh, it's been a roller coaster, but, but a good one. How do you juggle and manage all the time with everything that you have going on? And I mean, how do you yeah, manage the time you work full time? Um, yes, sir. Obligations. Yeah. 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 Time management is, is definitely been a been a priority for us during this during this process. Right. During the last year of trying to scale the business. And um, it's coming down to really just discipline and daily action. I think um, trying to prioritize what is the most important thing to us. Uh, and then how we're going to get there. So, uh, you know, Katie's great at, at uh, identifying goals that she wants to, to accomplish, you know, in the next three to six to nine months. And, uh, you know, we sit down together as a team and kind of go over that goal setting. And then we, then we strategize, right? And we say, hey, well, you know, this is, this is the end goal. How do we get from here to there? Um, and whether it be health and fitness or, you know, relationships, or family goals or, or business goals, right? So, Katie and I both work full time. Uh, we love our jobs, but what we're trying to do is create financial freedom for both of us and our family. And this is this is one avenue of approach to that to that goal. So um, the ultimate idea is keeping the why, understanding the why. Why are we doing this? Because to your point, John, it is very difficult to manage. You know, uh, say jujitsu. You know, or um, you know, family vacation, stuff like that. We're, we've been out working ourselves here uh, for quite a long time. So it's, uh, but I, I think with, with the end goal in mind, it, it, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. And to add on to that, I got to say that, um, you know, you're not going to hit everything in, in one day, every day. You know, we've both got our full-time jobs. Um, you know, we're starting a family. We've got a house that we have to take care of and family out of town that we have to um, take care of and, and things that we want to do our own hobbies. And so managing all of that, sometimes it feels like you're really dropping the ball in one area and, and then playing catch up later. And um, one of the things that I think helps with that is to give yourself grace, you know, and, and just know that, you know, every day, if you do a little bit of something, it's going to make a big impact in the end. So whether it's making the, um, the signs one day, you know, spending some time doing that or putting advertisements out for contractors or, you know, just taking a little piece at a time and, and over time that compounds and, and adds up. That is so right. Oh, giving yourself grace. My goodness. I'm <laughs> terrible at that. Um, the, but you're so right about that. Your to-do list. I mean, it, if you're not outsourcing things or automating things or then and it's your if, if it's you doing everything yeah you should have a big long to-do list and every day you're only knocking out a couple five ten you know maybe not that many maybe more maybe less things and every day you're taking a noticeable you know to big step forward and yeah you mm -hmm. don't get everything done and there's priorities but that's a really good point that it adds up big time over over days over yeah, every single day we're running very lean now, right? It's just Katie and myself and, uh, and the pup. And it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's our little team here. And I think one of the, one of the greatest benefits of running lean, at least in the beginning, and, and 
is learning the process and then having trust in the process. And uh, John, you've been great as a mentor with us because you know, you've had a lot of patience. I know we've asked a lot of questions of, of you and, and on the process. And in the beginning, I had no idea what to expect, right? But, uh, but after, you, after you make a couple of sales and you really build up momentum, it's, uh, it's, it's contagious and it's exciting. And you get that momentum and you, you feel like you're on fire. You're like, this is great. I, I, you know, so I think the key takeaway is just to, like Katie said, give yourself grace and, and trust the process and, and daily action. If you can, if you can commit to being disciplined, and uh, and having daily action, no matter how big or small it is, you know that that snowball is going to gain momentum, and and it's exciting when it does. Man, I I am so proud of you both. I mean, the see everything that you've came. I mean, what you started with, and that or just came from, and starting from nothing, you know, real estate wise, and making this reputation for yourself. And there's so much more to do, and um, making good money for yourself, but not just that, giving back, treating sellers with respect and treating buyers with respect. And even your, do you mind if we talk about, I don't even know what you'd call it, your, the, um, when you went and helped that uh, seller, could you talk a little yeah. bit about that or what that, how that even happened? Or I mean, I haven't done that rarely, or yeah, what was that all about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've been working with one mobile home park. We, we, we're in a couple of different parks and we've got some great relationships with mobile home park managers. And I think that's that's the start of things, right? So uh, in one particular park, we've got a very strong relationship with a park manager and uh, he, he became aware of a situation where one of the tenants in his park uh, was in hospice and she was in her 60s. Um, you know, she had, a, you know, some sort of cancer and she ended up being admitted to hospice. So her elderly mother, uh, who was in her 90s, I think 93, um, by default ended up, uh, you know, taking on the mobile home. And she, you know, she, she was living in on limited income. She was living on a very limited income. And now she was all of a sudden responsible for her daughter's mobile home. Uh, and then all the utilities, the lot rent, et cetera, et cetera. So, and her, uh, and her daughter, right? Yeah, it was a very emotionally taxing and difficult time for her. So, um, the park manager found out that there were some local investors, you know, sharks, so to speak, uh, trying to pick off this, this elderly woman, trying to take advantage of her situation. And the park manager just didn't think that was right. So he reached out to, to Katie and I and uh, briefed us on the situation and asked if we would want to step in and help. And we were so grateful. So, so we did, we, we met with this uh, 93 year old woman and she came into the, uh, the office to the park manager's office, um, and, and John, I, I don't know how to describe this to you over the you know over the phone here, but uh, you know she was a very fragile, vulnerable, ninety-three-year-old woman, uh, frightened, uh, overwhelmed. She just you know she had a lot going on, and uh, and she didn't have any allies. There was no one there to help her. Um, she was she was desperate, and uh, so we went in and. And we sat down with her and, and we just talked about life for a while. You know, we just, we talked about what was going on and she gave us uh, kind of the rundown on where she was and, and she needed $4,700. It came down to that. That was the, that was the biggest thing on her mind. She was like, I am, I'm struggling. I'm scared. They're going to take the park away. You know, she was just very emotional. So uh, Katie and I were in a position to help her. And, um, and so she, she kind of reminded of, me of, of my grandmother, I, I think, and, and uh, you know, I, I just fell in love with this woman. You know, she was she was just a wonderful, she was just such a wonderful human. 
And, uh, you know, she was proud. She was proud, but she was vulnerable. And, uh, and, and so what we did was we said, hey, you know what? Uh, we're in a position to give you more than what you're asking for um, uh, as a sign of good faith. And so we worked with her. We ended up giving her $5,000. Um, and she was, she was over the moon excited. But uh, she, she didn't remember to bring any of the paperwork with her, John. So she, she, she was so excited. Um, and she ended up going back home. And, and we, we decided to uh, meet up at her, her place you know, to, to finish out the paperwork a couple of days later. So long story short, uh, this was right before Christmas, probably October, November last year. Uh, I meet her at her house and she was waiting all day. She, she kept calling me. She's like, you're coming, you're coming over, you're coming over. But I, I had to, you know, we couldn't make it because we were working full time. So we made it after. And she's like, I've been waiting all day. I'm so excited. And uh, she, was, she was less excited about selling the property to us. And she was more excited about showing off her Christmas tree. So she, she, she brought us in and she sat us down in, in this, this very clean, it was, it, was a, it was a single family home. Uh, you could tell she took a lot of pride in it. Um, very clean, but uh, you know, she's got this beautiful tree in, in the middle of the living room. And, uh, and we just talked about the tree and we talked about life and her family and what was going on. And um, you know, we closed the deal and whatnot, but, but that was the moment when, uh, when Katie and I, you know, we discussed it and we said, you know, this, this woman, she, she's had a rough run. Right. And uh, there's no one there around to really help. So what we decided to do was, uh, you know, for Christmas, for the holidays, uh, step up beside her and help help her uh, do life with her. Right. And so we grabbed our contractors and, and we created this big work party um, and we surprised her a couple of weeks later at her house. And, uh, you know, we had a whole a whole front yard full of, uh, of workers and volunteers and kids and dogs. And, and uh, you know, we all had matching T-shirts and shovels and rakes. And it was it was just such a wonderful day. Um, you know, we ended up uh, taking every, you know, taking care of her, taking care of the property, uh, doing her yard work and uh, cutting down all the, the shrubs and, 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 and nasty vines and stuff around her house so she could put up her Christmas lights. And uh, it just meant the world to her. So, yeah. Yeah, Dan, Dan paints a, a, a good picture and, and what's, you know, being there in reality, um, it was it was really heartbreaking because she's going through a really hard time. Um, her daughter had passed during that time. So, you know, there was a lot weighing on her. She had um, a son who was not any help as he was actually more of a burden to her. And for someone her age um, and with her ability or lack thereof, you know her house outside it was just a mess um her fence was falling apart um neighbors had complained um there was overgrowth um it was just it was heartbreaking to see all of this stuff going on and she couldn't physically do anything about it and with limited income she couldn't pay anybody to do it and so um talking to our contractors um and doing this work party, this little volunteer day to help her. It was, it was a lot of fun, but I mean, when we showed up and we told her what we were going to do to help her out and everything, she started crying. <laughs> and it was, you know, she was so um, overjoyed, not just because there was somebody there, but, you know, there was obviously we cared. It wasn't just about making a deal um, or, or getting money or, or anything like that. It was, we really, truly 
um, wanted to help her out. And uh, she saw that and she was very grateful and, and having our, our contractors be there and putting, you know, taking time out of their Saturday and bringing their kids and getting them involved. And even their, their kids had made uh, t-shirts is, you know, they made some tie dye t-shirts uh, yeah. with our, with our, you know, with logo. our company logo and name on it. it was, so. uh, it was just awesome, you know, right before the holidays, being able to, uh, you know, assist this woman and, and just do life with her, you know, uh, it just, it was, it was wonderful. And so, you know, you asked what, what are the, what's your favorite part of investing in this space? And I think that that had to be it. There was, uh, you know, that was that, at least for me, that was my favorite day so far. Uh, just, you know, the, the look on this woman's face, the expression, the, the pure joy and, and excitement. And, and when, you know, she, she, she was able to put up her Christmas lights and uh, it was like, wow, what a, what a game changer. What a, what a wonderful, what a wonderful way to get involved and, and do some good. So, um, and, and, you know, John, true story, we couldn't have done that without you, man. Um, you know, we, we, we would not even have been in this space uh, without, without your leadership and, uh, and guidance and, and, and process. So kind of a shout out to you in the process, man, you know, trust the process. It, it works. Um, and it opened doors that you don't even know exist. It has for us and it has for that, that elderly woman. And, um, you know, we still stay in touch with her today. So things are good. If anyone had to get those deals or that deal, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm glad, proud that it was, that it was you both. What you said about being, um, like, uh, proud, but vulnerable. And I'm thinking that's, that's a lot of people. That's like my grandparents. Um, and how many mothers or grandparents or great grandparents are like that right now. And for you to give back more than you had to, and then give the time up, nobody would, you know, nobody would have known that, you know, you didn't make any extra money. Nobody would have cared. I mean, it doesn't help you any, but it's, yeah, that that's incredible. I mean, it's, it's, it matters so much to her and the, the, wow, that that's incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, and you, it, yeah. Oh, I was, Go I was going to say it, it inspires us to continue doing that, um, with other, other people and making the business a, a big part of that. You know, we want to continue getting involved in the community and, and getting out there and, and helping those, um, yeah, less fortunate. Yeah. Right? Less fortunate. And, yeah. That, that's, that's something that we've committed to, uh, as a business and, um, you know, just, we've committed to stepping up and supporting at least one family like that each year. Right. And so, yeah. um, it's just, it's going to be a wonderful way to give back and, uh, and, and, and hopefully inspire others. That's, you know, if, if we can make this more of the norm, um, you know, just, yeah, it, it would be great. Love it. How do you manage how do you manage those handymen and those contractors? You, I mean, you, they, you got them out there. I'm not sure if you were paying or not, but just in general, how are you managing uh, handymen contractors? How'd you find them? Uh, yeah. And what are your, what's your feedback there? Yeah. Great questions, John. I think that's probably one of the most challenging roadblocks that we've hit, uh, you know, in this short time that we've, we've been in business. So uh, I, I must've, uh, done over 60, I think maybe 65 different uh, interviews for, for contractors. Great job. And, um, and uh, mostly through Facebook marketplace or, or Facebook growth, you know, groups that we've, uh, we've explored and then on Craigslist and then word of mouth. So uh, there's a lot of folks that, um, that are, are now all of a sudden handymen because they, they lost work, you know, they, they don't have, 
uh, but they have skills and they may not be insured. They may not be, uh, you know, licensed, but they're, they're very good at, at a specific task, whether it's roofing or, you know, uh, painting or, or, you know, you name it, laying down floors or, or patchwork. So we've gone through, uh, you know, a full gamut of folks and um, we've, we've got a lot of time put into that. That's probably one of the most, uh, that's probably 80%, you know, you've heard of the 80-20 rule. I think that, that that's probably what we're putting the most time into is making sure we have the right people in the right positions. Because, um, you know, we've learned through trial and error, right? The, the first contractor we, we hired um, was very motivated, uh, you know, and had great referrals, but ended up quitting halfway through our first, our first renovation. And uh, talk, talk about being scared, John, <laughs> talk about fear. Um, you know, we were so excited about getting into this, this first renovation. We bought the property. We, we, had, we had everything lined up, you know, that we, that we were following the process, right? And we're halfway through. Um, we pay him, you know, uh, the first half and he just walks away. And we were like, well, well, now what do we do? Like, you know, we were so, so green, so new. We, we had no idea what to do. So luckily we just went back to uh, the process and we started doing interviews again. And then we found some great contractors and we've, they've been with us ever since, uh, you know, we're on our, we're on our eighth mobile home now. Yes. And, uh, and, and they, they've been with us ever since. And now, um, you know, we manage them and we try to keep them happy, right? We, we work as a team, we make sure that we empower them. We start from a place of abundance and uh, we assume good intent. And sometimes they mess up, John, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we walk into a property and we're like, ooh, how, how did that happen, right? But, uh, but that, that comes back to what Katie was talking about, which is be graceful, right? So uh, gratitude and grace. And um, you know, we help them, they help us. Uh, we give them bonuses. Uh, we take them out to dinner. Um, you know, we, we do everything we can to, to help them succeed. And, uh, and then, you know, then we succeed. We succeed or fail as a team. Yeah. And, and from someone who observes, cause I'm not, I'm not as good as managing people as Dan. So that's his forte is, is working with the contractors, but you know, I've observed him in the process and there's some challenging um, situations where they're not doing things up to um, our standards or things are done sloppy or incorrectly and and those issues have to be addressed but you don't want to make them feel like they're um less than or that you're above them or insult their work and there's you know it's you've got to kind of do this dance you got to have that communication and be honest with them and direct but you also want to maintain that um professional business and um dan's great at really building up they're um, building them up, just showing gratitude. And that's part of, you know, the, the bonuses or taking them out to dinner when a property sells is, you know, he's very grateful for the work that they put in. And while not every time it's going to be smooth and easy, or, you know, there's going to be some conflict uh, or disagreements on how things are done or how things look in the end. Um, bottom line is he treats them with respect and makes sure that they know that he appreciates what they're doing. And did you learn that that dance of showing respect, but also have, you know, running a tight ship? Did you learn that somewhere or is that? Yeah, yeah. Simple? From me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Good yeah. But that's the secret, right? Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. So great, great question, John. I think so. Um, you know, I've got a military background and uh, spent spent some time in, in the Navy and in, in the Army. Um, and uh, both 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 
branches of service. Um, they, they taught me so much about just discipline and accountability and communication. Uh, and ultimately just, uh, the, you know, focusing less on uh, the individual and more on the mission. And with, you know, with mobile homes, we kind of, we kind of translate that into, you know, hey, listen, if, if someone uh, was supposed to put in flooring, for example, and the flooring didn't come out to standard, uh, we, we, we hold them accountable, but we don't focus specifically on, on their individual failure. Instead, we focus on the mission and we, it's all about the results, right? So we talk to them and, and, and just empower them to say, hey, this is obviously not your best work. Uh, we're going to have to redo this. Um, can, you know, and then, then we ask them, you know, how can I help you succeed? How can I help? Is there something I could have done to, to help you execute this task, you know, more efficiently or to standard? Uh, to eliminate rework, and, and that's ultimately the goal, right? Is to to eliminate the rework, and um, and then get get the job done the right the first time, and uh, and and you know we learn as we go. So, uh, but yeah, I think looking looking back, I think a lot of those skills were learned, uh, you know, through military service. Is there one deal breaker that either before you hire somebody or after you hire someone, and then you know they do this thing or they. Is there one deal breaker that you will not work with someone or you just instantly fire them or? Yeah, you know, so I think honesty and integrity are, are probably come to mind. Uh, you know, those, those are the most important things for us. Uh, you know, we try to lead uh, our community and our business uh, and we can't do that if our, if our team is not on board to the standards that, that we are, right? So we set, we set high standards for integrity and honesty. Um, and if, if, if they, if they don't meet that, then, um, you know, we, we don't judge them. We just say, hey, they might not be the right fit for our team. So uh, that, you know, that, that's kind of our, our bar. That's where we set our bar and our standard. Good. And you, and you mean it. You'd rather not work with someone, you know, if there'll be other people out there that you can find that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that's, that's so important because, uh, you know, having redundancy built into the business is, is, is critical, you know, and, and we learned that the first time when we were, uh, you know, caught, with our pants down, so to speak, because our first business, you know, our first deal, um, the, the contractor left halfway through it and we were, we were at a disadvantage at that point. And so we were like, how, how do we, how do we fix this going forward? Right. At the time it seemed catastrophic. Uh, and, <laughs> and we were, you know, we were, we were, uh, just out of our depth and, but after looking back and, and navigating that as a team, you know, uh, and then John, with your help and guidance, you know, as we've navigated that, and now we look back on it, we say, hey, you know what, that was a great opportunity, especially right up front, uh, trial by fire. And, and now we, we realize, hey, we have to have a team of contractors available to us. And so, so now the question is, well, how do we go about building that team? How do we go about building that redundancy into the business? So even if, you know, during a, a renovation, if a contractor gets sick and gets COVID or something, you know, what, what do we do? What's the backup plan? So that, that's probably one of the biggest key takeaways that we've learned is, is always have a backup plan, especially as we try to scale and, and get bigger. Let's absolutely talk about that more. And you're right about that. Um, and there's some things to watch out for and do. Um, on that first gentleman, did you, I think I know the answer to this, but because I'm pretty sure we talked about it, but you did not pay anything before the work got started. You had a, it sounded like he did half the work, you gave him half the money, and then he bailed. But you yep, that, that is exactly correct. Yep, that, yeah, we, did, we, don't, we don't pay anybody uh, before the work is completed. Uh, and, but, but we did set up uh, you know, some sort of draw system where 
okay, you know, uh, you know, halfway through the job, uh, we'll go and, and walk through it and see how things are going. And, and at that point he could request a draw and, and we paid him half, half for the job, for the labor. Uh, and at that point he just, you know, he, he walked away. And, uh, and at that point it was, it was kind of scary for us. We didn't, you know, we didn't know what to do, but he could have did that. I, I don't have no idea who the guy was, but he could have taken the money if you gave him half it in the beginning and just walked away and not even done any of the work. At least he did what he did and then bailed. That's a good time to bail, you know. Yeah, after yeah he does certain, the work if he does good yeah, work. It, it uh, certainly was. Yeah, it, it worked out. It worked out well for us. Uh, you know, we found some some excellent contractors after that that we've been we've been just so grateful for. So. And we good keep want to keep looking and keep searching, and some people do things better than others or better prices uh, yeah mm -hmm. how do you both deal with um for the folks listening that are getting started uh with a partnership or getting started you know husband and wife um how do you deal with all of that with the problems that come up or with just day-to-day -day operations or who's responsible for what or Maybe that's where the jujitsu helps and comes in. <laughs> yeah, but, Kenny chokes me out a lot, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let, let, let me pass that to Kenny first, and I think I'll round it out. Yeah, so this was kind of Dan's thing when he started. I kind of thought he was crazy um, <laughs> um, because this is definitely foreign to me. Um, I had never even thought of it, but um, his his energy and his drive is very inspiring it's contagious um so it's hard not to be intrigued when uh, he gets passionate about something and does a lot of research and he did all the, the legwork and um after uh finding you he, he really got excited about starting this process and really dove in and i was just kind of you know observing from the outside so we had talked about both of us getting into it but at the time i had just started um a new position at my job and was very busy so i was like uh-huh sure yeah just let me know when you know you want help so i would uh i would go with him to to look at um places and um i made the the signs mm -hmm. um so it was very much um i can i can do what you tell me to do but um he was the the main driver and still is um so i uh, i think that i've um i'm perfectly comfortable with him being the leader in this and I'm happy to assist. Um, there's definitely in over the past year, I've seen areas where I have strengths that I can contribute and that I have passions for. Um, I love organizing, especially when it comes to the financial part. So that's something that we've talked about me taking on is, is that part of it. So you know, if for anybody starting out, I would definitely say it's it's a learning process, and you got to be patient with yourself and with each other and with the process. And um, but the farther in you get, the more you'll learn about what your strengths are, what their strengths are, and just finding a groove, finding a um, a way to kind of work together. Yeah, I don't think I could have uh, come up with a better answer than that. I think that's that's spot on. I'm, um, you know, Katie, I, I don't want you to sell yourself short. I think she's uh, she's been there for me the entire the entire way, right? And and John, as you know, there's ups and downs. So, um, you know, great celebrations and 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 you know, really exciting times, but also some challenging times, right? Emotionally trying times and 
Uh, but she's been there with me through the whole thing. And I think communication is, is, is key uh, and, and setting expectations, right? So when, when we first started, I had expectations that we were going to be 50-50 in this. And uh, we kind of agreed to that. But then life happened, right? She ended up getting a new position. And that just, that's just didn't seem uh, reasonable. And so we just, we just, you know, we, we kind of zigged and zagged. We kind of, uh, we kind of just helped each other out and um, tried to be fluid. And when we did uh, that, that was a huge game changer, right? So when we went in with a specific expectation of being 50, 50, and then when life happened, we just decided, Hey, you know, we can still move forward. We just have to communicate a little bit differently. We have to take on some different roles, different responsibilities, and, and try to be clear with that. Uh, so we just level set with expectations and move forward. And, um, you know, it's been very successful ever since. Yeah, that communication as far as uh, expectation. I mean, communication in any aspect of life um, is um, makes a big difference. And, um, and setting those expectations, you know, what we expect from each other, what's real and uh, realistic. Um, because yeah but then you don't know what you don't know right so going into this uh you know we had a really good we had a really good process to follow but we've never been business owners before and so things like uh vision and communication and, and getting out there and uh making relationships with with mobile home uh park managers that was my thing i was so excited i was good at it um i excelled there but but i didn't really uh, excel in the bookkeeping part or uh and so that's where katie came in like my you know my handwriting is atrocious so when i, I tried to make some signs and I, I couldn't even read them so i was like you know babe i'm gonna need some help here and uh and, and she did she was right there with me the whole time so uh you know i think it's just a matter of uh you know understanding your own strengths and weaknesses and, and try to fill each other's gaps um i mean finding a business partner that you work well with or is so rare and then to be a, you know, in a relationship and then actually add a business on to that. Um, the question I have for you that I'm rambling about, was there ever a point in the last year that you had thought of just about giving up? I mean, this, you know, life's negative sometimes or we can be negative. Was there ever a time that you were thinking about just giving up with mobile homes or? For me, yes. <laughs> uh, Every single day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's, there are definitely times where it feels like everything falls apart all at once. You know, contractors are unhappy and the, uh, the result of something didn't turn out or deal falls through or somebody's just being straight up rude. Um, and it's, it's like, you just can't win. What's the point? You know, it's, this is, it's not worth the battle. And, um, so having a partner, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because when one of us is really excited about it and really motivated and sometimes the other, the opposite is happening for the other person. So we kind of got to keep bringing each other up, but Dan's so great about persevering through, uh, hardships and he's excellent in dealing with people in general and, and having those tough conversations. So for me, I think I would have quit long ago had this just been me on my own. <laughs> but I don't know. Have you thought about uh, throwing in the towel at all? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a couple of times where I got a little dicey, but uh, you know, I, I I just you know go back to, to trusting the process and and I believe it works. I have faith in it. Um, I, I've seen it work, and uh, you know, having having John, you know, you're like our lifeline, right? If something goes down and, uh, you know, I can literally call you on the phone and be like, Hey, John, this is the situation. And you, you walk us right through it. So, 
uh, we would not, yeah, we would not be here uh, and at this successful in this stage, you know, without, without your guidance and, and leadership on that. So yeah, much appreciated, John, seriously. Thank you for saying that. Thank you both for saying that. I mean, <clears throat> if anything, I opened the door, we speak, we used to speak a lot more over the phone and now, you, you know, needing less and less and less, but the, I mean, all of that, still you are putting in the effort now you've made the relationships and you're building a reputation for yourself and um you're putting in the effort and just i mean time and time again stepping up um yeah that's incredible what is the um have you done any what do your deals look like are they mostly either a combination of are you wholesaling any are you just buying and you're not selling them all for cash you're holding on to some for payments what do your deals look like or for the eight or nine that you've done? Yeah. Yeah. So, so far it's been, it's just been just about straight down the middle. Uh, we've had, you know, we've had about half payments and half cash, but uh, one thing that we have noticed with our deals is that there, there are way more buyers out there looking for rent to own slash payments in our little, you know, in our, in our area of operations. And so uh, it, it, it takes us a little more work and a little more time to find the cash buyers. So mm -hmm. that was something that I was, uh, you know, I was not ready for. I was, I was anticipating all cash buyers. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to get cash buyers all the time. It's going to be going to be fantastic. And that just was not the case. It was not the reality. So I think uh, the market has, has kind of shown us and, and led us to, hey, this is, this is like a, a good price point, right? And, and the market shows us that um, versus, you know, hey, rather than just trying to say muscle it through and say, hey, you know, I want to, I want this much money for this property. Uh, it might sit for two, three, four months, uh, but we, we let the market speak to us. And if we put it on and it's a little too pricey, we get that feedback, then we adjust, right? We make those adjustments. And, and I think that's, that's, that's the key takeaway is just being able to read the market and let it speak to you and, uh, and listen. Yeah. And they have all been in um, mobile home parks. Yeah, yeah we, we have not. Yep, we haven't done any wholesales yet, um, and uh, we have not done any land ones yet. We did come close to a land deal, but but that ended up falling through, which which was a bummer. But so far, all, all of our all of our deals have been in in parks. We have one fifty five and plus, uh, and the rest have been all family parks. Thank you for mentioning that about the parks and about on land, and there's way more mobile homes on land than there are in parks and you've still been so busy with the homes in parks um, you can always go down on price when you're selling so starting up a bit higher and going down is definitely the right move to go versus starting low and going up um, question for you when you're selling your mobile homes do you before you buy a home do you know okay i'm going to sell this one for cash regardless of the price or do you try to sell it for cash and then if you can't get the cash you want then you flip over into payments as like a plan b or is it yeah is it yeah i guess that's my question in the past yeah that's a great question and uh, i think you know the great mike tyson said everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face right and so <laughs> we we can very much relate to that with mobile homes so you know to answer your question we 100% had a plan like hey we're going to sell this for cash and then we put it out there and it's like uh nothing so so we 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 again we we listen to the market right if we have five or 10 folks saying hey i can put you know this much down and, and put it on payments um then hey we listen to that right we we don't want to uh we don't want to stick to a plan 
if it's not working right as you know <laughs> so that's uh yeah we, we've had to we've had to adjust make a couple of adjustments on that what's been your biggest payday for selling on cash um i think our biggest payday for selling on cash let me see here so so far we have two sold on cash and we bought one so the first was mobile home to the naked lady home. We didn't do very well on that one. And uh, so the, the other, the other cash deal that we had that, uh, that was sold, we bought one for, I think 9,000 and we ended up selling that one for 32,000. So that was a, uh, that was a huge shot of adrenaline for us. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't take much to flip it. Just a, a little bit of pain. I think we put maybe five or $600 into that property and uh and sold it for 3200 or $32,000. So we were we were just overwhelmed with excitement on that one. You yeah, that was a, that was a great that was a great deal. That means I mean, you forget about all those uh really crummy days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not retiring off of any single deal, but that's not the point. And it go, you know, it you reinvest that into more mobile homes, into more advertising and marketing or bigger deals. Do you both eventually want uh, parks or is that on your radar or what's your thoughts there? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So we've kind of come up with a, uh, a number, right? And uh, our number is 20. We want to do 20 deals, 20 sales. Uh, and once we hit that number, we are going to start looking at parks. And I think uh, that should give us enough of a learning curve to, to start feeling really comfortable in the space. And at that point, we just, we really want to expand. We want to, we want to grow our business. We want to scale. And, um, you know, we want to do both. I don't think we'll ever get out of the mobile home space. Uh, it's just so wide open and, uh, it's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And it's opened up doors, uh, where we're meeting new people. And so we're never going to stop there. Uh, but we do want to, we do want to grow and we do want to, we do want to invest in parks. Uh, and hopefully once we meet that number 20, we'll, we'll start moving like, forward. Like 12 months from now. <laughs> yeah. We're hoping in three months, John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, any stories that you can think of with problem sellers or problem buyers that come to mind, and what the uh, what the how problem much time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that brings up a good, uh, you know something that we just dealt with very recently, right? So mobile home too. We talked about that one, our second deal. That um, one has a special name. Yeah. It kind of goes back to his the, like story in the beginning. That's always been referred to as the naked lady. <laughs> yeah. It's the only one of the mobile homes that has a name. But... Yeah. The, oh, it's the only one. I was going to say, usually they usually have names. Like we nickname mo many of them. Okay. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes we have names for them, but yeah. uh, so, so mobile home naked too, lady naked, home. Naked, naked lady home. <laughs> Um, it started out as, you know, as a, as a really big winner. We thought it was going to be a big win, right? $1,500 for a mobile home. This is something someone's going to live in. And it had so much potential, John. It was great, right? It was in a shady area, had a screened in porch, a lot of parking, great community, great neighbors. Like it was, it was a win-win. Um, but there was, there was so much challenges with that property. And then when we finally started, uh, marketing it, we had a ton of interest. Um, and, but, but we had a lot of challenges with the park manager there. So, uh, the challenges were people would come in and they would apply and it wouldn't take, you know, they would, they would market it and say, Hey, 24 hours, you should know if you're approved or not at the park. And it was taking, you know, five, six, seven days, uh, versus, you know, the 24 hours. So we were finding through feedback that 
a lot of people would come in. They would, hey, hey, I want this property. I want it right now. I, I, here's the money, um, and and we would we would pump the brakes and say, hey, let's slow down. You know, let's make sure we go through the process. We do it the right way. We would bring them to the mobile home park office. They would apply, and then uh, and then it, the trail would go cold because it would take them a week or more. And at that point, they had already moved on and found another property. So that was a very frustrating. Uh, we had that happen multiple times and that was very frustrating. Well, and yeah, and the same one, uh, it, gosh, it took us, that was the longest one we held on to. And, uh, so I was ready to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just we'll pay somebody to take it. But, um, the, uh, the, one of the last people that we, uh, worked with, um, we sold the mobile home. Yep. So we did sell, they get approved yeah. and, uh, it took them a week, but Hey, they get approved and they were still, they were still on it. So that was great. We, you know, we signed off and did all the paperwork and it was a cash deal. It was great. Um, but then they ended up getting it inspected after and found out that it needed some electrical work. And, uh, we were fully transparent about that. Uh, but you know, they, they did not want to take on that extra responsibility of having it done. They said, Hey, listen, I don't have the money. Uh, I can't, I can't pay for this. And I said, well, you know, you're, you're to sign the documentation, uh, and, and gave us, gave us the check. So there was a little bit of conflict management that we had to go through there and we did it all internally. Um, and we, you know, from our end, we were very, very professional, very respectful. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but the other end was not, they, uh, they, she was nasty. Yeah, she, she, to say it. she was not, a, she was not a pleasant person to deal with. Yeah. And bottom line is, um, through, through your, uh, advice and mentorship on that one, John, um, you know, is this someone that we'd want to work with for, you know, until the payments were made and, um, no, <laughs> yeah, that was a quick, no, that was an easy, no. yeah, so, that was an easy, no. And it made our decision easier to just let her out of the contract. And, yep. and we ended up selling it. What? A couple of weeks after yeah, that. Yeah. Not even a, maybe not even two weeks after we, we, you know, we had another person in the seat and, and sold it. So I think, uh, the moral of that story is, you know, don't get, don't get so wrapped up and caught up in the situation where it, it turns you into someone that you're not. Right. Uh, don't don't let that that nasty buyer turn you or your business into something that that you're not. And uh, so we decided to take the high road and, you know, we let them out of the contract. We gave them grace mm -hmm. and um, and they were still nasty and unappreciative and, and they threatened <laughs> us. And so they were like, good you know, riddance. Yeah. So good we were, you know, we were like, hey, man, thank thank you. But uh, we're, we're, we're good. And uh, so that, that, that ended up being a good news story, but uh, it was very challenging. And, and, and during those times, you know, it was not, not easy. Isn't it amazing? I don't know if other businesses are like this. You know, I only, we only have what we've gone through in life, but I feel like real estate or mobile homes has just prepared me. It's given you me a crash course in just people in, mm -hmm. in real and just, I don't know, in human psychology or relationships or experience it just fast forwards you to have all this experience that the average joe doesn't have of you know trusting people or not trusting but trusting and verifying and then you make all these decisions on you know well i feel this way my heart's saying this but my head is saying this and then other people are saying this and what do i do and and uh yeah, I'm, yeah that, I'm, anyway glad I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more john i think that's uh you know as we as we have found a passion for this and, and some success with it, you know, uh, our, our friends are starting to notice, our family's starting to notice. And they're like, what are you guys doing? We, we want to do it too. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> there's, there, it's, uh, it's addicting and people are excited about it, but 
Um, that comes with challenges too. So, uh, you know, just recently I had a, a friend of mine, his mom uh, reached out to me and said, Hey, I want to buy a mobile home from you. And, uh, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to ban on payments and, you know, she's in a tough place. She doesn't have a job. And that, that, that kind of pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. Right. So I think the challenge is where do you draw the line between, um, you know, being a business and being a charity. And I think that's, that's a really, hard thing that I was not prepared for coming into the business, right? I was, I was just thinking, Hey, this is going to be a great side business, ultimately going to lead to, you know, our goals, like we talked about in the beginning. Um, but, but we didn't realize how much of a need is out there and, and who that's affecting, right? When, when you talk to your friends and your friend's parents, everything seems great on, on the, you know, on the face of things, but, you know, they come out of the woodwork and they say, Hey, I'm really hurting right now. I could, I could use your help. And so that, that, that's a real challenging part of the business is, is trying to balance profitability um, with, you know, with being a, a helpful person in the community and trying to do the right thing. So uh, I think that's probably been one of the most challenging, unforeseen uh, circumstances that we've had to deal with. That's incredible. But you've gone through the BS, you've gone through the struggles, you've gone, I mean, the fact that you have these stories to tell the good ones and the bad ones, because you're involved in this and you're not playing the game. I hate that kind of phrase, but like you're, you're in this business and you're doing this and you're, you have these stories to tell and it's mostly good and it's a little bad, but even the bad is constructive and you learn from it. And Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's the attitude you really have to have when things get hard and there's challenges or they don't go as planned. It's walking away with the attitude of I'm learning something, I'm growing from this and I'm going to be a better um, mobile home business owner because of this. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think to Katie's point, attitude is everything, right? And opportunity is everywhere. So that's one of the things that we've taken away uh, as business owners is how much opportunity is truly out there in this space. And uh, at first we, we, there was a stigma around it you know no one i didn't want to be involved in in, in mobile homes i thought it was, it was trashy i was like i, I you know I, I was like i don't i don't want any part of that and i want to be in the single family business you know i want to be a, a real estate mogul I, you know that, that that's my goal and mm. uh, man was i wrong and that was based on just not knowing just not having the knowledge and and and, and really just uh you know unfortunately being biased and so i i, I realized my unconscious bias, uh, and now I, I, I'm, I, I'm better for it. And, and now we've created a business around that. And I think that is actually, a, a, you know, probably a, I don't wanna say it's a good thing for us, but you know, there is a, a stigma around mobile homes. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's almost to our uh, advantage because now there's less people in that space. And so, that just creates an opening for us uh, that, that we, can, we can really navigate through. Um, and we've met some great people, we've helped some great people, uh, and it's, it's changed our lives for the better. And it's only been a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, a little over a year, John. It's, uh, you know- It just... feels longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Wow, and you're so right about the stigma. I mean, the- <laughs> Yeah, that's what for buyers or for sellers or other investors. You know, there's some people in the group that haven't told their family or friends what they're doing. They're yeah. completely, you know, they're waiting for yeah after their fifth or sixth deal, and then they'll you know do things. But it's yeah, the, 
it's crazy because if this business wasn't difficult enough then right right well yeah even from our own family members yeah yeah there's been some judgment but pushback yeah yeah you know, judgment and pushback from our, our own family members and i think it's just coming it's coming from a good spot right they don't want to see us fail and, and they don't want to see us getting involved in, in in something that they think could be uh, you know have a negative connotation but uh, ultimately we're it's like uh, it's crazy you know they say the haters and the, the disbelievers but they're all coming to our side now they're like hey can we invest with you can we put money in with you like can we can we be a part of this so it's it's you know it, it's great it's just a real win-win um it's just a, a real win-win it's been a great experience that's incredible um is there anything i'm just looking at the time now and it's been almost an hour is there anything that uh you'd like to touch on or that you think was just important for folks extra that we didn't uh, talk talk about i know we've been kind of all over the place um, yeah i think i think the biggest thing is to just dream big right we, we came into this and we had un i don't want to say unrealistic expectations but we didn't realize it could work we we, we had doubts and um, you know, after gaining momentum and going through the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, it's just reaffirmed that there's so much opportunity out there. If you have the right attitude, uh, you can do it. Trust the process and dream big. This is going to unlock so much potential and so many, so many things, some doors that you don't even know exist. At least that's been our, our, our experience, right? So I think for those that are listening that either uh, are on the cusp of doing it or are thinking about doing it, um, I would just say, go for it, right? Um, don't, don't get stuck in the analysis paralysis piece. Don't get stuck there. Um, you know, I, I would say daily action and, uh, and get after it, do it. You really can, you really can do it. And you'd be surprised at what you're going to learn, not only about yourself, uh, but about your community. Yeah. Have a plan, work the plan, take, expect to take regular action, expect to be challenged and, and have hurdles regularly oh, yeah. ideally have somebody you can talk to mm -hmm. yeah yeah that, that's critical mm -hmm. I, I remember feeling so nervous uh, on my first deal uh mm -hmm. you know talking to the park manager and you know I, I thought they would see right through my 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 fragile shell of, of confidence and uh you know it was it was it was scary right it was scary going to these folks and then you know and then when people were coming to see the property after, you know, we, we renovated it, they were asking me questions I didn't know the answer to. And that made me feel very uncomfortable. And so I think it's just a matter of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in the beginning <laughs> and, uh, and just being okay with learning. Right. And, and, and being okay to ask the question. So to your point, John, I was, I was calling you all the time, you know, about silly questions and, uh, but they weren't silly for me at the time. They were, they were extremely important and, uh, and you were always there. So, yeah, I just uh, shout out to you in the process. Yeah, thank you. We're grateful. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Katie. Um, thank you so much. The uh, I will not going anywhere. So, hopefully, we uh, with more homes and some wholesales and consignments and stuff on land, and then parks, and then more homes and then more parks <laughs> a lot more to do Absolutely. yeah this is cool thank you so much again both of you for being here and taking the time and that was awesome thank you so much i really enjoyed this um and working together and i mean we've got still got more to do but thank you again yeah thank you john we're thank so grateful you. and uh you know this has changed not only our life our lives but but the lives in our community right and uh you know for all, all in a good positive way so 
Uh, we really appreciate everything that you've done and that you're doing. And uh, we really look forward to, to getting after it. You know, we look forward to buying more homes. We look forward to buying, getting involved in parks and, uh, and partnerships. And uh, we're motivated, we're excited, uh, but we're, we're humble and, and uh, grateful. So thanks again. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 